I'm Angie, and I want to welcome you to our podcast. We are the Faith Lift Sisters, four women who love Jesus and who have committed to spending time studying the Bible and growing in friendship with each other. We love being together, and we hope that you'll enjoy your time with us. Ezra read the sacred scriptures to the people of Jerusalem. They were instructed on the meaning of the law, and they understood, and they stood in the square for half a day to hear them. But as they began to understand the word of God, they realized their position and what had happened during the time of their ancestors. So I'm going to read from Nehemiah chapter 8, verses 9 through 18 out of the NIV. Then Nehemiah the governor, Ezra the priest and teacher of the law, and the Levites who were instructing the people said to them all, This day is holy to the Lord your God. Do not mourn or weep. For all the people had been weeping as they listened to the words of the law. Nehemiah said, Go and enjoy choice food and sweet drinks, and send some of those who have nothing prepared. This day is holy to our Lord. Do not grieve, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. The Levites calmed all the people, saying, Be still, for this is a holy day. Do not grieve. Then all the people went away to eat and drink, to send portions of food, and to celebrate with great joy, because they now understood the words that had been made known to them. On the second day of the month, the heads of all the families, along with the priests and the Levites, gathered around Ezra the teacher to give attention to the words of the law. They found written in the law which the Lord had commanded through Moses that the Israelites were to live in temporary shelters during the festival of the seventh month, and that they should proclaim this word and spread it throughout their towns and in Jerusalem. Go out into the hill country and bring back branches from olive and wild olive trees and from myrtles, palms, and shade trees and make temporary shelters as it is written. So the people went out and brought back branches and built themselves temporary shelters on their own roofs in their courtyards and in the courts of the house of God and in the square by the water gate and the one by the gate of Ephraim. The whole company that had returned from exile built temporary shelters and lived in them. From the days of Joshua, son of Nun, until that day, the Israelites had not celebrated it like this, and their joy was very great. Day after day, from the first day to the last, Ezra read from the book of the law of God. They celebrated the festival for seven days, and on the eighth day, in accordance with the regulation, there was an assembly. So let's kind of back up just a little bit and see the condition of the people as Ezra's reading the law and what's happening. Um, the people started weeping in response to hearing this now. So this is another new level of hearing God's law and hearing about God and who He is. Now they realize that they have fallen short, that they haven't been observing what God gave them to do, um, and they're in mourning. You know, they realize that this captivity that they've been involved in is a result of turning away from God and following false gods. Um, I think that was pretty heavy on them, yeah. They were really torn up about it. But I love the fact that Ezra kept saying, you know, we're, we're going to put that behind us, okay? We're not going to look in the rearview mirror now. We're going to rejoice that God has restored the law to us. He's restored Jerusalem to us. Um, and I think that's a good lesson for all of us. I think a lot of times we sit around kind of moaning and groaning and what we've done wrong instead of putting that behind us and moving forward with God. Okay, so we're done. That was good. <laughs> no, I mean, that was great, Angie. I really just, um, 
just putting that into perspective, what's going on with them and how mm-hmm. that impacts us, what we do with that. That's really good. Mm-hmm. Well, I think a lot of us, we sit in guilt. Mm-hmm. It's so easy to do. I think we can indulge ourselves um, with that sense of sorrow and mourning. Um, but there is a scripture in the Word says that we don't mourn like the world mourns mm-hmm. because we have hope, and we have hope in a lot of areas. So yes, I've made a mistake. I've fallen short. But I don't have to sit there because Jesus has provided forgiveness for me. And so I can put that behind me and I can reach back towards Him and move forward. And I think that's really an important thing for all of us to know. And when you reach that point, then your joy comes in. And your joy comes in. I really loved that part of this is that... um, the joy of the Lord is your strength. It's not in the weeping. It's not in the mourning. Those things are good. They lead us back to uh, mm-hmm. where we need to be closer to the Lord. But when you're um, in connection with the Lord and you feel joyful because your relationship with Him, and um, it gives you strength. You know, the sadness and the weeping is it just kind of gets you down, drags you down. But when you have joy and you're feeling joyful, you feel strong. And it's um, it's the joy of the Lord Yeah, there that was is a, your strength. I just, I love that. There was a great quote from David Guzak in our lesson. Our knowledge of our sin should never be bigger than our knowledge of Jesus as our Savior. And so I think that's where the joy has to come mm-hmm. in. We have so much to be joyful about. We're going to spend eternity with someone who loves us. Mm-hmm. Every need's going to be supplied. There's not going to be any more sorrow or pain. Um, if if that's all it was, we that's a lot to be thankful for. So, um, and Jesus is so much more than that. Yep. Amen. I was just going to say, I think it's important to delineate the difference between joy and happiness. Though. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Because yeah. the joy of the Lord is our strength, but that doesn't mean that we are not going to be unhappy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, anyway. Yeah, and, and I, I was, as I'm listening, it, it, there's a choice in this. Mm-hmm. There's a choice involved in this. We, we do have that choice. We could sit... And in our own power, look at how we've sinned. And in our own way, look at our stuff and look at our own stuff. Or we can turn and face God. And we can acknowledge who He is and praise Him and let Him be the focus of our life. Mm -hmm. And what that does is His joy comes Mm -hmm. in. And so you're right. There might be times you're really unhappy. But girding it underneath that is this consistent... um, joy or movement or understanding or belief. It's, it just kind of rides underneath everything. Mm-hmm. And that I don't have to be in control of everything. God's in control. Yeah. So this is His game, and I can just praise Him and look to Him. It's a good game. Mm. It is. It's a good one. Yeah. Well, I think happiness is very circumstantial. Right, right. You know, so I'm having a good day. I've made a good deal. All my kids are doing great. Mm-hmm. You know, I can be happy about mm-hmm. all of that. Um, but joy is a much deeper thing that has nothing to do with my circumstances. Um, Joy is kind of a result of that everlasting covenant that we have. And it is an undergirding. I think that's kind of a foundational thing for us. Um, We're secure. So no matter what my circumstances might look like, I'm secure in that I know that God has everything in my life under control. And I don't really have to worry 
because He is taking care of things for me. He's providing all of my need. Um, I do love that scripture too, though, that says, if there's anything good, think on that. Mm-hmm. So I think we have to keep the goodness of God before us. We have to keep thinking about the goodness of God um, and not be moved by the circumstances that we're going through every day. I wonder if that's where a lot of times Christians get this... Um People see us as like, oh, they're just so happy. Oh, they just do all these things. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they have no sense of reality. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And like what's really going on. Land. Yeah. yeah, and we have to be careful. For us, it might be connecting, but if we're trying to explain this to someone else, it may not connect in the same way. Yeah. And just because you're sad or just because that joy is not radiating from you at the moment doesn't mean that you're less of a Christian. That's oh, absolutely. Right. Yeah. Because God says we will be, we are, we live in a world and we will have troubles of the world. That's yeah. right. Tribulation. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So that's, I think that's a super important thing for people to realize mm-hmm. and understand that it's okay to not be okay all the time. All the time. Yeah. But mm-hmm. that that joy is not fleeting. Happiness is fleeting. Happiness joy is, is fleeting. Yeah. yeah. I like that's that. That's good. Yeah. And this seems to me like such a good example, like really specifically, he's the lifter of our heads. Oh, yeah. Where Ezra goes, hey, hey, got it. Look up here. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. Let's pay attention to God. Mm-hmm. You know, And in that respect, it's like he is the lifter of their heads. Yeah. They come out of this place of weeping because they're really starting to catch what's been going on for all this time. And, and what where they've their been missing, is. what they haven't oh, done well, yeah. in their, yeah. you know, in their worship and their relationship with God, there's a huge piece missing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and nobody's getting hit by lightning here, which is kind <laughs> of a real important part. It's like God's not saying, "Oh yeah," and you know what else? Putting their thumb down. Right. Mm-hmm. He's right. not. No, right. No. Yeah, I mean, they say, you know, the the day is sacred. This day is sacred to the Lord, and the joy of the Lord is your strength. And over again, they say, this day is sacred, mm-hmm. the joy of the Lord, now go and celebrate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, they did have that repentance. They had that yep. turning point. Yep. That's what that weeping and that crying was all about. Mm-hmm. So, okay, you've repented. That's all. You, that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now that part's done. Now let's go and celebrate. Mm-hmm. So this morning, um, in the morning before I, excuse me, before I check email or whatever, I, I don't do social media, um, but I get on my Bible app and there's a verse of the day on the Bible app every day. And I can't get it to come We're not up getting good coverage down here. That I, anyway, the verse this morning was from Psalms. And uh, it's Psalms 35. And now I can't pull it up and I can't flip it fast enough. But essentially it says um, that God does not stay angry very long and he's quick to forgive. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yep. And that really hit me about this because it's like these people have been... I mean, they've been so wrong for so long Mm -hmm. and in your face ugly to God. Um, But it says, His anger lasts only a moment, but His favor lasts a lifetime. Mm -hmm. Weeping may remain for a night, but rejoicing comes in the morning. 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 I mean, that's what he's he's saying saying here. It's like, listen, you know you did wrong. Mm -hmm. You've repented, now rejoice. Yeah. God's for you. 
Mm-hmm. Yes. He's with you. Yeah. So I think there's different times. I'm thinking back through my life, and there's times where I had that quick repentance. I didn't quite catch how deeply I'd sinned. And when it's like they caught, and so I'm thinking about the Israelites, and had they gone, oh, yeah, that was a boo-boo. You know, and then just moved on and had the party. Mm-hmm. It would not have had the depth of meaning yeah. Yeah. that this has. They spent time in that deep sadness mm-hmm. in really understanding what happened. And therefore, there's more joy. Mm-hmm. When you realize the depth of what you've done, mm-hmm. and then you turn to God. And then you realize the depth of His forgiveness. Oh, mm-hmm. my goodness. How can you not be filled with joy? Yeah. 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 And we have to remember, too, that this is all new for them. This is literally a new land, and these are laws and rules that they didn't, some of them probably had never heard before. They certainly didn't completely understand them before. So this is new upon new upon new upon new. And imagine how overwhelmed you would be. You've left everything you've known. You've gone to a new land that you've heard about but never been to. You get there, and it is a hot mess, and Mm -hmm. you have been tasked to rebuild it. And a building is not your job, but you do it anyway. And you do it, and you work so quickly that in less than two months, you've rebuilt this entire huge wall. Mm -hmm. And now you're hearing all these things about how awful your people have been (laughs) (laughs) and how, you know, systematically you have sinned and sinned and sinned and sinned. And this is your heritage, but this is not what God had for you. And it's like, holy guacamole. That's a Mm -hmm. lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a lot. It It is is a lot. And it's this process of coming closer to God because God's been there through all of that. Mm -hmm. So now that people are coming back, it's like getting to know you. You It's it's like, it's it's, it's almost like not dating, but you know, like coming back to someone and getting Mm -hmm. to know more about them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and then they get to celebrate because they understand. And once we understand, we, we can camp out. So I'm, after many, many years, have gone back to college. Woohoo! And I'm learning a foreign language. Mm-hmm. And I finally realized like, that, I, that there's something that I understand. I'm like, yes! <laughs> and I literally will do a happy dance. Mm-hmm. Sometimes yeah. I'll wiggle in my seat during class. <laughs> like, I, I, it's really ridiculous. <laughs> but... You know, I'll go home and I'll be like, guess what I learned today? And I understand it. I know, like, this makes sense now. Like, I see where I was doing wrong. And that sign does not mean what I thought it meant. (laughs) In fact, I had a presentation and had to do a practice and um, sent the video to the instructor and one of her... Things that one of her things that she sent back was like, uh uh-uh, uh, uh uh, that sign does not mean what you think it means. <laughs> oh. I was saying a bad word and I was like, <gasps> oh, my, oh goodness. my gosh. So I was so <laughs> thankful that she corrected me mm-hmm. so yes. that I understood. And then I didn't make that mistake again. But I'll tell you what, I was like, thank you for that correction. Mm. Oh, thank yeah. You for that correction. Yeah. Yeah. And then I was able to be happy that I wasn't going to. Call people names anymore. <laughs> so, so your re- first response was thank you for the correction. My first response was, "What was the bad word?" By the way, <laughs> oh, she told me yeah. the bad word. Okay, she's learning okay. sign language, just so we know, and she's learning a different language, just so that's why it doesn't translate on audio, right? You, you, <laughs> yes, <laughs> you can't see what we're doing here. So, anyway, 
Yeah, yeah, but being able to celebrate now that we understand something and now that it's really resonating in our hearts, like that's just cool. And that's then God even example. tells them how to celebrate. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. About the Feast of Booths, Feast of Tabernacles. Tabernacles. So he instructs. Um, they're instructed to build a booth, right? Right. So when I think of a booth, I think of um, maybe like a fair or a harvest festival or something, or mm-hmm. where it kind of looks like a lemonade stand, and mm-hmm. you go up, and you know it's just kind of this ramshackle kind of thrown together thing. I, I've been to some contracts, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, but that's not what they're that's not what they're building here. God gives them very specific ways to do this, mm-hmm. and they're to go pick up native, natural um, wood and plants, plants, stems, le- yeah. leaves. Yeah, he was specific. He was very the citron, specific. the willow. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So if you had to build a booth, what would your booth look like? <gasps> oh, bad! I'm not a builder. I try so hard, but I can't even. Honest to goodness. I can't measure, you know, you're supposed to measure <laughs> twice and cut once. Mm-hmm. I can measure five times and get different answers every single time. I'm <laughs> terrible. So I, um, my booth probably would not look very pretty at all. It would be terrible. Hmm. Yeah. You'd nope, have to okay. bunk up with somebody else, huh? Yeah. yeah. I just, you know, if Greg was there with me, because he he'd be my man, yeah. he's good at those things. He could build our booth. There you go. I can bring, you know, some of the stuff here. Yeah, you could be the gatherer. Materials. Yeah. 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 I can do that. How about you, Angie? Well, I grew up in Florida, and so we had palmetto bushes. So I have a lot of experience. <laughs> because every fort my brother and sister and I ever built, we built out of awesome. palmetto branches. Yeah. So oh. I think when I picture it, when I picture a booth, that's what I picture is, you know, a bunch of palmettos piled on top of each other and stuck in between each other and like a little cave. Awesome. So that's fun. Huh. Mine keeps changing as everybody keeps talking. <laughs> we um, we had these neighbors who were from India, and they did the Indian weddings, which are extravagant and so much fun. Mm-hmm. And um, her graduation party was outside, and I am not kidding you, it was like 97 degrees, super hot, not a tree on the property. Mm. And you walked over there, and they, you know how there's the, it's like linen hanging from poles, mm-hmm. or like these sheets that would be waving, but it was just this mm. softness, you know, like a lot of, um, and once we went in, I was like, oh, this is going to be a heat box. It was so lovely. Ooh. And part of it was just the waving of the material mm-hmm. in the in the whatever breeze there was. <laughs> it was. And I wasn't uncomfortable. It was mm-hmm. just amazing how beautiful it was. Yeah. Now, in that case, I would have had a roof on it. Mm-hmm. But one part about these is that the booths that they were supposed to make for the tabernacle were to not have a roof. They were supposed to be woven, possibly, but they would always be able to look at the stars. Mm-hmm. And so part of the booths, the reason for it is to remember you were in ex- you were in the desert for yeah. 40 years. So you were under the stars That's right. for 40 years. Yeah. And remember how God cared for you even then. So mine would have not probably passed, but it <laughs> well, would have Well, mine been, wouldn't have because I would have had a yeah, the roof and the palmetto bushes, yeah. Yeah. Well, I just thought it was a really cool aspect That's a very cool aspect, yeah. 
So what would your booth look like? But like hers. Like the Indian with the poles. Oh, and you the, would do the, the, the fabric. Material. Yeah. And then, I don't know, maybe I'd do something different for the roof. But I would just have the material waving. It was no, so you, beautiful. You, you wouldn't be... Um, getting any glory for that or giving that to God because you wouldn't be following his directions. <laughs> I know. Rule breaker, Rosemary. I know it. <laughs> well, I, I could maybe put straps across so that everything okay. would hold up, I'm sure. It would hold up on its own. Like, they were able to put those curtains up, um, the material, like, giant, like, eight, ten feet mm-hmm. of curtains. And it's just, oh, it so beautiful. Anyway. I can picture Very cool. I would yeah. put lights Me too, on mine, too. Yes. Christmas lights? Yeah. Yes. Probably wrong for the Jewish tradition, but I don't know. I would just do that because it would be so beautiful and so fun. So currently today, they decorate their booths with mm-hmm. the citron, with, you know, the different, um, the, different the materials. And the myrtle. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, because this is still celebrated today. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And you'll see a lot of them, they cheat too. They put plastic over the top, probably especially oh. on rainy days. But um, really neat booths. They're more mm-hmm. square. Yeah. When you look at them, that's what it, Suzanne, you yeah. didn't tell us what yours would look like. I you were Mine the lemonade would be stand. very symmetrical. Ooh. Of course, it would. Oh, <laughs> it would be very symmetrical. <laughs> and um, I don't know. It might be the end of my my marriage and my children because I would be <laughs> I would be so um, bossy, no. <laughs> particular, persnickety, maybe. Persnickety. About how things were to line up, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't really, but it, it might be the end of my sanity. Okay, yeah, and that is not the point of this. No, no. right? No, so I don't. I wouldn't have been. I probably wouldn't have done very well. I would have had to lean heavily into God for this because yeah, I, I do. I love things very orderly and symmetrical, and I just feel like maybe if it were built out of branches, mm-hmm. that there's not a lot of symmetry in that. Well, I was just thinking, if you got your branches and you laid them all out and then you wove some other branches and then wove, mm-hmm. you could do it wall by wall. Yeah. There you go. And then like maybe tie them together. Tie them together. Yeah. You know. I think that's how they're built. Yeah. 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 Oh, good. Yeah. Then I, maybe I would be all right. See, in my head, I feel like they would be a little more free form because of the fact that they're doing this quickly. Well, I mean, that is true. They were built quickly. I mean, I don't know. It's a, these days, my, the friends that I have that are Jewish that have built suckas, it's, you know, it's two or three days they spend gathering stuff and putting it together. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's a pretty quick process. It's not meant to be a permanent structure. It's meant it to be It only has to hold up for seven days. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Oh, no. I don't know. They're, I think they can go up very quickly. Um, one of the things that I read, it's like one of these um, tabernacles or booths is what um, Jonah built. When he was in the heat of the day, remember, and God gave him a, a sprang up a, a plant, mm-hmm, and it yeah. gave him um, shade. the shade, mm-hmm. but then it wilted away, and then he built a little tabernacle thing. So I think it did go pretty quickly. Pretty yeah. So maybe more like a lean-to than what we would imagine as an actual booth? So the pictures I see are squared, like all, all the yeah. walls, not a lot of ceiling. Yeah. So mm-hmm. definitely like, not lean-to. Yeah, but I'm, I can admit, you know what? All right, we'll figure this out unless anybody can get... I wonder if you can order them on Google. I bet I'm not you kidding. can. If you I can get them delivered on Amazon, yeah. talk about how quick that would be. Oh, yeah. my gosh. 
<laughs> well, listen, I just got finished building a, a dollhouse. It took us two days to put together a five-foot-tall by five-feet-long dollhouse. Oh, my gosh. They had all How the parts already pre-cut and, and they labeled did. and whatnot. Yes. Yeah. So I, I, I think it had to be a day or two. <laughs> and I think God had to have been all over it. I mean, that's yeah, just the reality absolutely. of it. Yeah. And that's probably why he gave mm-hmm. them the instructions of go gather these supplies mm-hmm. and put it together. Yeah. You know, I, I will confess that the only time I have ever sworn in front of my mother was when I was putting something together. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. Uh, I think that is bound to happen when you're trying to put stuff together. Uh, terrible things happen. <laughs> terrible yeah, tools. Yeah. Tools get thrown. <laughs> words yeah. get thrown. It's not not good. It's not pretty. Not good. No. And the other part too. They're gathering. The whole town is gathering. The whole town's yes. out there doing that. Yeah. Right. And this was shortly after they finished the wall. Right. 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 So they're so still so tired. But you know what? I think they're so. They've been probably emotionally exhausted and just the fact that that heavy burden of like all of this sin mm-hmm. but then they've been released from that mm-hmm. and if the whole town's gathering together yeah and if the whole town is building together then it really is almost party party yeah, yeah. and know? then they're gonna have seven or eight days of rest, rest. yep do no uh, regular work what does it say Right, mm-hmm. and they're called to eat the sweet treats. Yeah, and um, go no. enjoy yourself. I said that wrong. Sweet drinks, sweet, sweet drinks, drinks, and choice food. And I think choice food, which would have been sweet food for me, by the way. Yeah. I'm just right. gonna vote. Yeah, cakes, well, right? Some baklava, I, a little. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like I wondered, I was like, "What's choice food?" Because I know my choice food would be ice cream. So, what is choice food for these people? Feta cheese wrapped in pita, no Ooh. doubt. Mm-hmm. Hum- little hummus. There's inside. cheese in it. <laughs> yes. How about some steak, like the fillet? That's really fatty and juicy. Mm. Choice. A fillet. Well, they were. <laughs> they had all those bulls. They were sacrificing, right? So, plenty of beef around. Well, Good that's point. interesting because yeah. the the information I read in my commentary said that it had a lot to do with fat mm-hmm. because the fat was. Typically sacrificed mm-hmm, yeah. as a sacrifice. And mm-hmm. so they were allowed to have some of that fat. And mm-hmm. fat is where you get a lot of the flavors in yeah. yes. food. Yeah. Hey, let's get imagine all that barbecuing steaks and fat. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay, but these are offered. These are the offerings. Yeah, I kind of wondered that at that. the first. Don't they, they like, burn them all, all to nothing, burn them to ashes? Yeah. How about if you read how well, many? Well, only, oh, cer- only certain pieces of the, of the right. animal were okay. sacrificed and burned to ashes. Oh, okay. But the fat was part of what was offered. Right. Um, because it was the choice, you know, mm-hmm. the sweet stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So, But then they had the rest of the meat that the priests and the Levites were given. Um, that was their food supply. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... Right, right, right. Terry, I think so, you did some research for us, right? I did do some research on this Festival of Tabernacles. Um, so I'm just going to read a little bit, like the first couple of verses out of Numbers, and then a couple parts of verses to give a full picture of it. Um, oh, sorry? No, go ahead. Okay. So Numbers 29, uh, I printed out 12 through 40, but I'm just going to touch on the first few um, so Numbers twenty nine twelve. 
On the fifteenth day of the seventh month, hold a sacred assembly and do no regular work. Celebrate a festival to the Lord for seven days. Present as an aroma pleasing to the Lord a food offering consisting of a burnt offering of thirteen young bulls, two rams, fourteen male lambs, a year old, all with no defect. Um, and with each of the 13 bulls, offer grain offerings and um, include one male goat as a sin offering in addition to the regular burnt offering, grain offerings, and drink offerings. So as they go through the days, which is um, eight days long, every day the the bulls, they offer less and less, fewer and fewer of those until they get down to the last day. But they're continuing with the grain and the um, sin offering and the drink offering. And um, so that, and then who's supposed to go? Leviticus 23. All native born Israelites are to, oh, as this is going on, they're living in their temporary shelters. All native-born Israelites are to live in such shelters, so your descendants will know that I had the Israelites live in temporary shelters when I brought them out of Egypt. I'm the Lord your God. That's all part of the festival, the living in the um, booths, and then the offerings every single day. And and all of it was to commemorate and remember, and remember. how God had provided his mm-hmm. God's provision. So as they're going out and searching for all of these things to build the booths, God's providing it, mm-hmm. right? As they're giving these sacrifices, God's provided the animals, right? As they're eating this choice food, God has provided all of that. Mm-hmm. And so that part of this is like, yeah, guess where you are, but God, I've got you. Yeah, this is my provision for you. Remember that I did this, mm-hmm. and I. And that's what I think the Festival of Booths, and that's why there's the, all that joy. Yeah. It's just in every act that, that they're doing through these festivals, it's like, remember who I am. Yeah. Remember mm-hmm. who I am. Remember what I've done before. Remember our relationship. Remember mm-hmm. how fun it was. Uh, so this is just one piece, like for me with therapy, when I deal with people that are coming in fighting with marriage therapy, one thing I ask them, one of the first things I ask is, so why, what was it that you liked about her or him? that made you decide you wanted to marry him. And then everything softens. It's kind of neat to watch mm-hmm. it happen. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. When we remember the good things and we remember the promises that have been kept and the faithfulness that has been there, mm-hmm. um, it changes our perspective. When yeah. we're able to focus on that joy of the Lord right. instead of the hardship and, um, and the mourning. Right, and we can rest in Him knowing that relationship is right once again. Mm-hmm. Got it. Okay, we're there. We can rest. You know, that's yeah. what this, I think this festival really allows that, mm-hmm. that joy. Mm-hmm. And Deuteronomy says, um, be joyful at your festival. There it is again. Right. You, your sons and daughters, male and female servants, and the Levites, the foreigners, the fatherless, and the widows who live in your town. So now it's not just Levites, even the foreigners and everybody, you know, can can be in the celebration. Yeah. Be joyful. And that helps to serve as a an example mm-hmm. to those who were not in it necessarily mm-hmm. um, that God is good. Yeah. And God wants the best for us and has the best for us. Mm-hmm. I think that's mm-hmm. an important example to I think to so too. have. Yeah. So well, if anybody, does anybody else have anything big? We're coming up on our time pretty quickly Ooh, here. That, that went, went fast. fast, yeah. yeah. I'm good. I'm good. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, that, how about that? 
Lots of talk about celebration, and mm-hmm. we really could have finished in the first minute with Angie's right. Yep, <laughs> covered it, it all, all for us. Yep. Um, does anybody want to pray for us today? I'll pray. Okay. Great, Father. We worship you and we praise you, Lord. We just want to take a minute and let you know that we acknowledge you as our God, mm-hmm. that you are a great and awesome and compassionate Father, and that you are our provider. Father, from the beginning of time, you have provided for men and women and children, and you're still providing for us today. We know, Father, that you are faithful in all that you do, and we thank you for your great faithfulness. Lord, we've loved this study so far of Nehemiah, and we've seen your hand, how you've provided every need, and we know that if you did that then, you'll do that today, Mm -hmm. because you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. So, Father, we thank you for your provision. We thank you for your joy um, that we can rest knowing that you love us with an everlasting love, that you sent your son Jesus to save us from our sin and to make a way for us to be right with you and right relationship with you and to spend eternity with you. So, Father, we just thank you and praise you. We thank you for all the women that are listening to this podcast. We pray, Father, that you will reveal your great love to each and every one of them and draw them close to your heart, Father, so that they can walk with you and know you and love you um, and be loved by you in fullness. And, Father, we thank you and praise you in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Ha, ha, ha.